You're listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. Keep updated with the latest news, recruitment advice, and hot topics within the UK manufacturing industry. Sponsored by Bonfire Recruitment, helping manufacturing leaders across the UK to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company. Ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfirerecruitment.com. Here's your hosts, Terry Mallin and Scott Buchanan. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to this week's Manufacturing Ignition Podcast with myself, Scott Buchanan, and my co-host, Terry Mallon. How are you doing, Terry? I'm loving the co-host, Scott. I'm loving it. And and guys, we drew, we've got a Christmas and Advent calendar, now we're in the first week in December, and we opened up the, up the window this morning and Scott drew the short straw being host this week. So I'm just going to sit back, relax and have a cup of tea and just enjoy the show as much never, as everyone else. I've never been so happy, Terry, but in fairness, sitting here with a, a beautiful Christmas tree of chocolate, that, that's that's well worth it, the same size as a one pence, so I don't even <laughs> think anymore, so delighted with that, delighted, but this week, over the last week or so, and to be fair, over the last few weeks, we've been doing the Manufacturing Mission podcast series, and we've been getting good feedback, and this week, in the last um, seven days or so, we've been inundated with emails, with great questions and feedback, and we hope we've finally got around, hopefully by the time you hear this, we should have been in touch with you, and thanks very much to everyone for doing that. All really positive feedback, a couple of things that will highlight just now was around the, the length of time um, that, that, that the show is dragging on for, for want of a better comment from someone. And um, I think that was to do with the, the driver's uh, journey from door to door was about 20 minutes. So what we're keen to try and keep this um, you know, clear, short, sharp, and to the point, and then um, let, let's keep the, the, the top quality content without Terry and I boring you to tears. All right. So for those of us or you that are tuning in for the first time, both Terry and myself have been working within the manufacturing and recruitment sector for over 15 years at least combined, all within management and technical recruitment. And over the past few years, we've been growing our business, Bonfire Recruitment, to be the leader in recruiting within manufacturing across the UK. This week, Terry, do you want to cover off what we're doing this week? Yeah, yeah, thank you very much, Scott. So this week we'll be covering the latest news, hot topic on 3D printers and how to embrace 3D printing within manufacturing. And our recruitment minute will be specifically following last week's, which will be once you've engaged the top 15% of people, how do you then secure interviews for a particular position with your business? So that's what we're going to cover this week. We'll crack on with latest news. Scott, following on from last week's hot topic about uh, women in manufacturing. Yes, indeed. So, well, it would appear we were on the money, as always, Terry. It looks like um, Shell have revealed that female workers make a fifth less than males in a gender pay gap report. Um, okay. And the oil, yeah, the oil giant has stressed that the gap was largely down to the lack of women in senior management roles and higher paid t- technical roles rather than actual um, anything yep. in, in the background. But um, I think that really does tie in with podcast. What, what was last week's number six? Was it uh, six podcast six? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does tie in very well. Uh, quite interesting that. Um, you know, and I, I, I did read that actually online, Scott, so I think that was on the insider.co.uk. Yes, uh, indeed. That, that, and, and one of the things I think Shell are definitely keen to point out that they're confident they do have equal pay and that stress gap was largely down to, you know, the lack of women in senior management roles and higher paid technical and trading jobs. Did you know, Terry, that see, see within, within that operator, Shell, that males are just, um, sorry, two-thirds of the group employees are male. 
Sixty-six percent of their workforce is actually male. So, um, and I guess you can understand that based on you know obviously what what the product initially has been. Um, and I yeah. guess it's all about the future, isn't it? So, so there's exactly, some... exactly. And, and Scott, I'm just uh, obviously on a different news topic on the same website, Insider.co.uk. Another giant within uh, engineering and manufacturing, the Wood Group, has won multi-million dollar GSK contract. Yeah, massive, eh? Sorry, Terry. Uh, what, yep. what jumping in there to say was around the lines of what, what we've been learning with the diversification that a lot of companies are doing within manufacturing at the moment. Whereby typically, you know, they may have made whiskey for forever, but now they're actually making gin in the, the downtime. Do you know that way? And similarly with an oil and yeah. gas, I guess they're thinking, do you know what? What else can our um, expertise and you know capability be, be lend itself well to? So, so Wood Group looks as though they're doing well with GSK. Did you do some? Did you see? I mean, what, what do you associate Wood Group with typically? Uh, well, actually, I've never really dealt with Wood Group or that, but I would just think automatically hearing an oil and gas. Correct. And, um, and and believe it or not, they've actually been involved in the pharmaceutical industry for a, a fair number of years, believe it or not. So although, yeah, so so this is all the, the you know, although oil and gas, it's quite pro- prominent and there's a lot of uh, good work being done in the background. So so that, that's another good bit of news that, that things are things are happening from the UK perspective on, yeah. on the, well, I think that contract was out, uh, what was it for again? It was for vaccines, I'm yeah, sure. It was, for a, um, over it was in- for a new biotech. They were building a new bio, well, they are going to build a new biotech facility out in Germany. So they're going to do the full, yeah. the full end-to-end for design, the uh, procurement of the, the you know, products and then, and then uh, the services as well that come off the back of that. So, yeah, quite a big, big contract. Yeah, it was for yeah, it was for meningitis. That's what it was. It was meningitis mm-hmm. vaccines. So, yeah, good, good cause. Yeah, good. definitely. Oh, good. Good. Food-related news, Terry. Did, did, did you see that food manufacturing are featuring heavily in the, the Fast Track 100 certainly list? I certainly have. Scott. So, obviously, in the Fast Track 100 list in the UK, there was a number of food manufacturers. The ones that I noticed the most were there's a the snack manufacturer, all good. There's a, there's a really good sausage manufacturer called Heck that most people might have seen. You, the, the, you know, the, I actually found the product at a, a food fair in, in Edinburgh maybe six months ago, and literally the guy had sold out all the packets of the sausage. He had to drive back down to the North England somewhere, uh, you know, fill up their van wow. again, get back to the food fair, and he sold out within two hours again. It was ridiculous, and that's when you know you've got a product that sells. So that was Heck Sausages, and I passed the facility. Actually, it's quite a nice wee facility. Uh, yeah. I passed that. Really, really, no, it was I can't remember. I was driving down to Cambridge, so somewhere yeah. down that way, middle of England. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, think yeah. So. I think so. so. But yeah, it was one of those ones. I just, you know, great, great one to keep an eye on. You know, really doing some good stuff, and then Brewdog as well is shown on that, which is no surprise. Obviously, you know, Brewdog are everywhere. Did you see, I, I mean, everyone, I think we've all heard of Brewdog now and obviously the innovative method that they've gone about their business, which is, which, yeah, it shows it can be done. But I was speaking to a gent earlier on and um, I was learning that, that there's a new valuation for them being the last, well, Scotland's largest independent brewery, but it's actually valued at £1 billion now is, the, is what Brewdog's worth, wow. which is incredible. One billion. That's amazing. That's amazing. amazing. And 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 another uh, manufacturer that's doing very very well at the minute, Scott, is Cranswick. They've okay. just revealed some plans to build a poultry plant down in Suffolk, uh, investing fifty four million pounds in that plant. 
And I know in the last sort of six months, they posted 138.133.8 million rise in sales in the past six months. So that's why they're making that investment. So that's really good to see as well. Yeah, I think um, that's. I mean, that's significant um, growth as well. There isn't it, and I wonder. I think the, the investors will be will be enjoying that. I'm yeah, sure. Be plenty of uh, plenty of celebrations over the festive period, no doubt. So moving on, uh, the hot topic this week being three D printing and how to embrace that within manufacturing. What's your thoughts on three D three D printing and manufacturing? Well, it's it's something that is, I guess it's been a buzzword kicking around at the moment, hasn't it, for the last couple of years, certainly in my head. But um, I tried to get time to listen to the, the, the podcast or, or the, the live stream that we highlighted last week, but um, due to um, some technical difficulties, that didn't happen. But I was listening to another podcast whilst trying to find the, the last week's, um, and I was learning that actually you can print some, some things now actually that are stronger, stronger than metal, which is crazy. So you can actually do 3D printing with composite. Yeah, I, think, I, think, um, and, and actually, I think most people, Scott, exactly what you're saying, I think most people think you know, 3D printing, they think you're just a piece of plastic, you know, or, you know. Yeah. I, I, I just assumed it was making. You know, maybe I've watched too many Big Bang theories or similar. But you know, the I think it's it's actually now used in some serious cutting edge technology, and I just did not appreciate, you know, what, what it could be actually used for. And I'm sure um, the courses at universities now will will actually you know encourage, I guess, um, the, the the young engineers or old engineers coming through the the ranks that that actually the ideas behind it all. But um, how do, how does our three uh, D printers that we gave away, Terry? How do how do they compare to the to the to the the casting molds or the, the you know the um the, the composite printing that we've, we've been learning about yeah well the ones we purchased for the the, yeah. the prize giveaway for the competition um, yeah for the bonfire i day. don't think we can make a jet aircraft from it i've, I've got to be honest with that <laughs> uh, i think yeah yeah though i'll be a it's a it's a basic introduction to 3d printing put it that way um, but obviously scott if we're looking at the the benefits and you know why manufacturing should really be embracing it. If we take, I've got three specific examples and then if we could touch on some of the current uses in manufacturing, I think that would paint a really good picture for for uh, for this yep. topic. So one of the main benefits that I see is, is rapid prototyping. And Scott, we've worked with companies before where, you know, they will make uh, prototypes before going to mass production, whatever that might be. And, and you know, that could take months and months to get that design done and then send it away for then that prototype to come back and then, you know, and then actually evaluate it, make the changes, send it away again, and then months for it to come back again. Literally with 3D printing, you could do it in the, do it that day, make the changes that day and print it again. You know, so massive advantage with regards to, you know, prototyping and making it, you know, really, really quickly, which allows you to get to production quicker as well and get to testing and all that sort of stuff, which but- brings me on to rapid testing of products. Just before you do, in terms of the prototyping, I, I know it's important that we've got, you know, when you're making a prototype, that actually it is a fair reflection of what the, you know, the potential product will be at the end of it. And my understanding is that the the technology that, that is now there is exactly the case. Do you know that way? It's not as though you're making a prototype and you're wondering when it's going to manufacture whether it's actually the right thing. It's it's bang on, which is which is yeah, great. Exactly. Sorry, I know. No, exactly. So you're you're right there. But the rapid, you know, when, te- when you're testing products, um, you know, you can physically test these products as well from using 3D printing. I'll give you a perfect example. Ford, uh, the car manufacturer, they used to create new molds, which were then used to test their engines. 
And this would normally right. take six months to create the mould, you know, get the result back and actually use the mould, which would be hundreds of thousands of pounds as well. But since, yeah. since 2015, Ford have been using 3D print moulds and they take four days to make and it only costs £4,000 compared to hundreds of thousands. So massive advantage to actually creating, you know, testing products such as moulds. You know, it can have a massive advantage to a lot of people. Well, it's, it's, it's speed and money there. What, what else would a manufacturer want? Do you know that way? Exactly. And, and another area, I mean, we deal with a number of manufacturing companies for the recruitment that make bespoke products. So that might be small quantities and maybe, yeah. you know, two or three or five or something up to, say, 100. The benefit of 3D printing, you know, when you've got this bespoke low volume type production, obviously, you've got a lot of cost in setting up the tools uh, and the molds to make those products. So it's a big investment in both in mm -hmm. terms of cost and time, obviously. And you would have to make quite a lot of that product to, for that to pay off that investment. But with only a few made, 3D printing can be used for production runs less than a thousand. And you can make only one product if you want. You know, you can make the, the, the design changes on the computer, put it through the printer, and you can make one product straight away from that. Um, so it's got a massive benefit to, to sort of companies that want to do bespoke. And it could make actual bespoke manufacturing more, well, will do, make it more widespread. It very much so, and you know, totally cost effective. I believe there's a bit of crossover, Terry, with what you're saying with the Industry Four piece yeah. as well. Whereby, do you know that way you could actually have? I mean, you could technically have your designer sitting in his office wherever that is, say Australia. Do you know that way? And actually, then that that you know the given client is looking to build whatever it is in the UK, and literally the printer then prints it off and, and right in front of the client, which is yep. a whole other kind of worms, isn't? Right, so some current uses in manufacturing. This is this is going to blow your mind, Scott. So obviously, as I mentioned, I mentioned yeah. before, one use in current in manufacturing is casting molds. So as I mentioned before, about four years in that to to cut down creating molds from six months down to four days, and the cost associated with that as well. Yeah. Number two, the housing part, the housing for jet plane parts so your jet engine wow actual yeah. housing parts yeah the first 3d part has been certified by ff faa sorry so that's okay. yeah right, okay. so that's massive yeah. well that gives an idea of the quality i mean there you go there's a level of standard that, that 3d printing is getting used at. that's impressive exactly. yeah. number three your heat exchanger in your car okay those yeah. are, those can now be 3d printed the benefit of that, so a, a, a normal heat exchanger within a car would be made of 242 parts, roughly, okay? That can now be made, right. made with one part, one part from 242, okay? <laughs> yeah. The benefit of that is 30% smaller, gives 25% better performance, and it's a little bit cheaper as well. It'll be lighter as well, I would have thought. Do you know that way? So it'll be important. You know that will give a bit more um, weight. This, you know, save some, save some weight and cost. I'm sure as well. Exactly. And and the last part, Scott, obviously from this, from this, obviously fun fact to current uses in manufacturing. GA uh, used 3D printing to create the ATP engine, which is used in okay. aircrafts. Yeah. Okay. What they've found is it reduced by using 3D printing. It reduces their test schedule from 12 months to six months. The weight's been reduced by 5%. The parts have been reduced from... <laughs> so the parts have been reduced from 855 parts to 12 parts. Okay? Right. However, however, the most impressive part was the increased fuel efficiency by 20%. 
Oh my right. goodness, that's incredible, isn't it? I mean, listening to those stats, that's that's just uh, that's uh, you know any form of I don't know manufacturer stroke a moving product. You know whether it's a plane, a lorry, or a, a car. I guess that that's, uh, that's oh, impressive. Oh. I, I think I, I may have cut in there. What, what were you so, about to say? What were you about so to tell me? Let me reiterate that. The most impressive part was it increased fuel efficiency by 20%. Now, to give you an idea, airlines would pay billions of pounds for just 1% improvement in their fuel efficiency. This is delivering 20%. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, right. Okay, so that's a massive, that's absolutely yeah, massive. Exactly, uh, exactly. Wonder, so, do we know... I wonder what the downside is then. I mean, what I'm not hearing any downsides of this because at the moment it looks as though it's cost effective, mm-hmm. it's more efficient, um, it's using less parts and prob- probably products, so it's more probably and more environmentally friendly, I would guess. And if it's saving companies significant yeah. money, I mean, what what's the? Is it costing three billion dollars to get one of these bits? Of Great question. Great question. What, I'll tell the, you what. Let's make that next week's. Maybe one. Let's make that stuff. next week. Yeah, it's maybe one for yeah. our one of our. Yeah. Lessons. So so so. Yeah. What, We'll do that next week. We'll yep. do that next week. Moving on to because that was really interesting. That and I think uh, I think I'm even excited to do a wee bit of research on that. We'll move on though. We'll go on to the recruitment minute. And, yep. and and the recruitment minute today is obviously so once you've engaged with that top fifteen percent, how do you secure the interviews for a position in your company? So you've you've went out to the market, you've mapped out the market, there's fifty people who are suitable. You then work out that actually, you know, there's you know seven or eight people that are actually in that sort of top 15% that you're interested in, you know, how, how do you actually convert those people to actually having, you know, coming in for an interview showing that they're interested? So I, I've got, you know, Scott, there's, I think there's three key points that me and you discussed earlier today. Uh, and and one of the key points being, you know, you've got to make sure you're, you've got good engagement with each of the prospects. And it may take multiple point of contact to actually get that person to have an initial conversation with you, you know the first, you know a lot of um, a lot of people that, that that we know in industry or, or you know anywhere, whether it be internal or, or or agency, would only send maybe one or two emails or messages or, or try once or twice in the phone. But actually, our, our uh, background and experience has shown that actually it can take up to five points of contact before somebody gets in, gets back to you and gets engaged. Very much so. Yeah, I think that uh, well, well, there's a working example this week whereby there's a um, you know the nameless client who believes that their internal recruitment teams you know got the, the the capability and to be fair to the client they've got a very good you know quality team but actually the network is is doesn't have enough depth in terms of you know the, that that poor um, talent team needs to cut across you know so many disciplines so many different angles actual different sectors and so on as well but that actually getting into the specialist nature of what we do so that way they don't actually have that influence and um, they may be able to do a quick search but they wouldn't actually have the influence over the the particular you know point yep. of talent so um yeah i think that's that's important and uh, you know at the end of the day it's all very well being able to talk about a piece of talent but actually being able to to get them in, in front of the client i think it's equally more important and actually get them you know happy with the you know the new company and then being successful in the, in the new role yeah well. yeah and that all comes from the, the engaging in the conversation that initial conversation is very important that you know there's as much detail given as possible about the position that you might be recruiting I mean, I, when whenever me and Scott yeah. are recruiting a particular role for a company, we create a PDF on that business, which could be five to ten pages, 
And what we'll ensure on that PDF is that there's full detail and background about the company, the location, you know, the customer, the products, obviously within reason um, that you're not breaking any confidentiality. But actually going then into more about the job description. When I say a job description, it's not this is your responsibilities. This is what we're looking for. This is actually about you know having you know, a really detailed proposal on how this job would be attractive to somebody. And that's very, very key. What I would also um, say as well, Scott, and, and me and you have been, as we said, talk, have been speaking about this the last couple of weeks, is actually getting uh, the hiring manager, whoever that might be, to do a video call uh, and have that recorded so actually they can discuss the role and how this person be a, you know, would, would become a part of the team, what the opportunities are within the company, because that builds up in a, in a, a virtual emotional relationship. We're actually... People who are yeah. not actually actively looking, who are quite happy in their jobs and you're trying to tempt them into your company, you've got to give something back and actually there's got to be a carrot dangle because that would be the exact same for you as a business leader. If you were looking for a new opportunity, you, if you're very successful and you're doing well, you're happy in your current role, to tempt you out of your current role, you want as much detail and facts and figures as possible. And if you see the higher manager, you know, whoever, it might be the business owner, or it might be a CEO, whoever it might be, of that, or a managing director of that company. And you see that person, you can see their passion for their business, a passion for their product, and, and for the, more importantly, the people in their business. You're going to think twice, aren't you? And you're maybe going to want to go and meet that person. So it's very important, the detail. And I think, Terry, you know, you've, you've totally, as, as we the habit of saying, you know, we're, you know, hitting the nail on the head. But actually, if you think of what I've always said for the last 10 years, at least around, you know, a, a candidate is always wanting to know, you know, that a candidate can be, the candidate can arguably do their own research and then, you know, find out what, what's there. The most important bit of information is actually the reason why they should be interested do you know that way? So what is what is the reason why they might want to leave whatever it is they're doing to go and join whatever it is, you know, whoever, whatever the opportunity is? And that type of um, piece of information or pieces of information are typically ones that can't necessarily be written down either. Do you know that way? So I think there, there's a bit of information getting carried over. And, you know, going, you know, taking that one stage further, having the, well, for want of a better description, the balls for a, a you know, a, a client leader, to be stuck, you know, on a, a video, you know, on a video, you know, t- speaking to the potential, you know, new, new hire for their business is, is it shows how serious exactly what you're saying there about how serious they are about coming and um, attracting the best talent into the business. And that, the, you know, the few times that we've actually done that now, it's proved, uh, well, the, the, the hit rate's looking pretty good, Terry, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think it's, it's important to make sure that, you know, when, when closing the conversation, is actually be pretty clear about the time skills and the next steps as well, because then that what you actually get is people that do that switch yeah. changing in people's heads. Because initially it's it's nice to be headhunted, right? I hate that word, but it is nice to be approached by either a, a, a professional recruiter or or a specific business leader or whatever. It is, it's a, you know, you, people feel wanted. They feel you know they feel desired as well, and 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 yeah. and, and you will get the conversations. But the important part is to. Um, you know, work out who's going to be wasting your time and who's not. And if you put, you, you discuss at the end of the call, clear time scales and outline the next steps, you'll be able to kind of quickly suss out if that person is genuinely interested or not. And you can start to move things with the people who are genuinely interested, which saves you wasting your time, wasting the company's time and the money that that would be associated with. 
and hire the, the right individual, hopefully for your business, who's who's buying into everything that's been discussed and can uh, and can uh, really make a dramatic uh, difference to your business. It's a, it's a clean it's a clean method of doing it fairly. Do you know that way without making the either the, the you know the, the potential candidate or the you know the client feeling awkward in any shape or form. Yeah. Do you know that way? I think it's um, and that leaves good impressions. Good that good you know that fuzzy yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, that a long time ago, Scott. Long time ago. That everything's in the right path. So yeah, no, very interesting. Good, good. So so obviously that's this week's podcast. I found that really good. Actually, quite short, sharper, sweeter. Um, obviously, there's, there's, there'll be there'll be more things we can pick up on, but we're always looking to continually improve so that we, we can become and maintain uh, being one of the top manufacturing uh, podcasts out there globally, uh, as much as the UK. So I think I think what we're going to do next week, Scott, I've I've, I've been thinking about this um, while we've been doing this podcast. I think what would be very good as well is maybe trialing a podcast where we break it up into smaller chunks and maybe doing 10, 15 minutes each. On maybe t- so ten minutes on so three separate podcasts, one on the latest news for that week within manufacturing, one specific podcast on a specific hot topic, which is going to be the the negatives of three D printing, and 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 then obviously ten minutes say on manufacturing recruitment advice, and then what that does is it allows us to really talk freely about that specific topic, and it allows people to tune into what they they really want to hear. Uh, what do you think? I certainly think Terry. If I think the one thing about our business and what what both is you know what we've both done over the last wee while is, I think um, keeping things fresh um, and keeping things. Um, I think that the feedback from our listeners are very much about there's there's bits of each of the podcasts that is, is relevant and is interesting to them, and actually giving them the option to whether they want you know one bit, two bits, or three bits. You know, absolutely. Um, yeah. Is it's um, at the end of the day, I think it will allow us to give a bit more depth and detail to it as well. And yeah, we'll, we'll try and keep it as fresh as we can. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, hey, we can um, we can revise yeah. and, and and move on to a different. Well, exactly, idea. It always works. So I mean, is it the so guys, keep please keep the message. He's coming. Um, I know we've had a lot this week, and you know, but it's really, really helped. It's really helped, and, and keep them coming, please. If you email myself, uh, Terry at bonfirerecruitment.com or Scott, your email address is Scott at bonfirerecruitment.com. All one Great. sentence. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to hear you. Obviously, we hope to, uh, well, we can't really see you, so uh, we hope to uh, hope you tune in next week. And as I said, we'll be trying out a different format. So yeah, let us know your feedback, and we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Manufacturing Ignition podcast. If you've made it this far, we take it that you enjoyed the show. In return, we'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe while you're there, and we'll catch you for the next episode.